If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave, back at it again for another week. We're going to go back a few weeks here and discuss further updates regarding that uh, TCG player who was disqualified uh, for essentially nervously laughing when asked for his pronouns. So, Play Pokemon has come under fire after the tournament's decision to disqualify the teenager from the competition. Uh, again, after he laughed when he was asked for his pronouns during the competition. Uh, in a statement released on Wednesday, April the 5th, the official Twitter account for Play Pokemon emphasized that the program is founded on the principles of mutual respect in creating a welcoming space for everyone. They said that they were investigating the matter, but the statement seems to focus on finding the best ways to keep the community informed about significant changes and incidents. Uh, regarding activities related to the TCG, VG, and of course media. The company is also said to be evaluating their processes as well as acknowledged the need for transparency. Uh, now of course this post was met with backlash from the community with Twitter users saying the judge did not treat the kid with respect and did not create a welcoming space. Uh, others are saying that the move and response by the Pokemon company were gross. Another user stated that this situation should be looked upon as an embarrassment and never allowed to be repeated. In a separate tweet, the teen's opponent, Pokemon TCG player and champion Alex, also aired his thoughts on Twitter about the matter. Uh, he basically said, "Should my teammate have been, or should my opponent have been DQ'd? I don't think so. But remember, y'all, this isn't an excuse to attack inclusively or people's identity." Also remember that judges are, by rules, completely unable to share their side of things. Uh, he also went on to remind everyone he can see how someone would have been offended from his tone and speech patterns during the whole sequence of events, but that he knew Tran enough to be at least believe that the player didn't have any malicious intent. Uh, so going forward, uh, honestly, is there anything that's going to fix this? No, I highly doubt it. Um, will Pokemon Company say truth to their word and, and reevaluate how they handle things in the future? Hopefully. Will this happen again? Probably. Um, you know, will players be disqualified for simple little mistakes that, you know, because of nerves or because of anything, really? Chances are, I, I, I think so, yeah. I, I think that this isn't the last time we're going to see something like this happen. Maybe not necessarily this specific situation, um, but situations in and around this kind of topic, I think, are going to continue on. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it at the next world in Japan. 
hopefully Pokemon Company proves me wrong, but we can only hope, right? Next up, a little interesting story. We all know Monster Energy Drink, right? Or at least, hopefully, you know about Monster Energy. Well, it seems Monster Energy is trying to, dare I say, be a monster. They're trying to bite off a little more than they can chew, and unfortunately, he went up against a company that fights back and fights back hard. So, these great, crazy, crazy guys decided that we're going to file a trademark complaint against Pokemon and Monster Hunter franchises in Japan over the use of the word monster. Hmm, alright. Although their bids were unsuccessful, the Japanese website Automation uncovered over a hundred trademark complaints filed by Monster Energy Company, the parent company of Monster Energy Drink, over the use of Monster by various franchises and companies. These complaints include filings against Pokemon X, Y, Sun, Moon, and Monster Hunter Cross, along with the filing against the Monster Hunter trademark as a whole. These trademark complaints have been routinely denied, although Monster Beverage continues to file complaints to this day. Just recently, Energy Company filed a complaint against Dark Deception, Monsters and Mortals, over the use of the monster in its title. Monster Energy is a notorious trademark troll, having filed similar complaints and lawsuits against other video games for the use of the word monster in their titles. The complaints usually come down to product confusion, with Monster arguing that the use of the word monster in the titles could confuse their consumers. Really? I highly doubt that, but okay. Uh, monster often targets video game companies due to its ties to the video game industry. Most notably, Immortals Finks Rising faced a legal challenge from Monster Energy when it was titled Gods and Monsters. Although Ubisoft's decision to change the name of the game had nothing to do with the lawsuit. The JPO, which manages trademark and patent fi filings, has routinely denied Monster's claims, but the company continues to file trademark complaints anyway. Automation notes that Monster Energy most recently filed a trademark complaint over in Japan in November of 2022, so it appears that they haven't let up their strategy to protect the brand after all. However, it's unlikely that Monster's attempts to force a change in branding will impact either Pokemon or Monster Hunter unless a major change in Japanese trademark law happens. But we have an update. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not good for Monster. So the first story based on this was published on April the 7th. Well, on April the 11th, there seems to be a solution. And unfortunately, it's not in Monster's favor. So it seems like Monster Energy's battle with Pokemon and fan favorite anime has already ended. The week prior, reports surfaced from Japan confirming the drink brand had filed the trademark issues against some popular IPs. Now J. Platt Platt has confirmed the opposition failed in record time. The public register confirmed Monster Energy's trademark battle ended just days after the drink filed its complaints. According to the original documents, Monster Energy opposed trademarks for the anime Monster Museum, Everyday Life with Monster Girls, as well as games like Monster Hunter and Monster Strikes. Of course, this also included games like Pokemon uh, X, Y, Sun, and Moon. Uh, so as you can imagine, fans were stunned by the Monster Energy injunction once reports of the litigation went live. But now J. Platt Platt has confirmed the trademark oppositions have all failed. Hilariously, this is not the first time Monster Energy has gone after other product names. As I mentioned before, not long ago, the drink company filed a complaint against the game Dark Deception, Monsters Immortals, 
Uh, it seems like Monster Energy follows these complaints whenever new or old products include the word Monster in their titles. Uh, the drink may be scared consumers will again confuse its products with others if they both have the word Monster in their name. But let's be honest, we're not going to confuse a energy drink with Pocket Monsters. Come on, give your head a shake here, Monster. So, again, time and time again, the patent office in Japan strikes down these complaints, but that has not stopped Monster Energy from filing new injunctions. Before this latest entry, the drink company filed a trademark complaint again in November of 2022, so at this point, it's just a matter of time before Digimon and Netflix's Monster are called out by the brand as well. Not even Godzilla is safe from the energy drink at this point because we're sure the title King of the Monsters must not sit well with Monster Energy. And... Just going off of this, like, this weird complaint, I find it very interesting that Monster Energy Drink is going after Pokemon and all this stuff. Because, I mean, let's, let's look at when things came into, like, here. So, Pocket Monsters, for instance, for Pokemon, became well known in 1996. Okay? Monster Energy Drink wasn't created until April of 2002. So. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Who came first, monster? It sure as heck wasn't your energy drink company. Now, get don't get me wrong. I love the energy drink company. Well, I love the energy drink. Um, I love how they do sponsor many sports, you know, automotive and snow-related sports, and so on and so forth. That's really, really cool. But you need to pick your battles here, guys. You can't go after a company that came before you because technically you're the one that's copying them, not the other way around. Now, yes, there are newer games, and I mean, yes, technically they could file a trademark complaint for something using the word monster. Um, but if it says monsters, you're not going to confuse monster energy with monster hunter next up i thought we were done with thefts but apparently we're not this time an ex gamestop employee faces charges over pokemon card thefts so with the rising popularity of, of pokemon over the last few years more and more instances of theft have popped up around the world uh, hobby store owners blame influencers for the rising thefts that have ranged from as little as five dollars all the way up to five hundred thousand in value now, do I agree with that? Uh, no. 
are, can you seriously blame Logan Paul because $500,000 worth of your product was stolen? I don't think so. That's a bit of a stretch. So one of the most recent thefts surrounding the iconic franchise has taken place in Cleveland, Ohio. So according to police, this incident took place on March 31st. GameStop management reported that on that day, a former employee had stolen two boxes of Pokemon cards while he was in the store as a customer. The Cleveland man, 34, had left the store before the theft was discovered on surveillance video, but the theft charges were issued against him. It's unknown what the value of the stolen cards were, as the website just reports two boxes, uh, but it could very well be over $100 in value, as Elite Trainer boxes are roughly $59.99 a piece at GameStop. However, if it were two booster boxes, it could be as high as $300 stolen in total. So, unfortunately, Pokemon card thefts have skyrocketed recently, amounting to tens of millions of dollars in yen stolen throughout Japan as well over the most recent months. And finally, some really, really dark sides of Pokemon. Yeah, this is this is a very interesting one. Uh, I read this story a few times, kind of wrapping my head around it. It's based off of a manga kind of comic version. Do with it as you please, because this is pretty messed up. So I recently discovered a fan-made comic called War Crimes. It features the Kanto gym leader, Lieutenant Surge, and Team Rocket boss, Giovanni, whose relationship in the comic feels too nuisance to be easily summed up as on-off boyfriends. Uh, despite the provocative cover and the characters being sexy, violent, and homosexual uh, throughout, <laughs> it's a comic exploration for Kanto's military-industrial complex that will stay in the back of my brain forever. So, basically, Lieutenant Surge has always been a strange presence in the Pokemon games. Prior to 2010's Black and White, the Fame Checker, uh, which is an item which offers up descriptions of important people, called Surge the Lightning American. He likes electric Pokemon, and we were told because they saved him during the war. He flew in an electrical plane as a pilot, which means that he likely fought in World War II, or whatever the equivalent is in the Pokemon universe. The developers could have just left Surge in as a quirky reference to a war that ended Japan's imperial capabilities, but the lore goes deeper. He had a cautious nature in the army, set up his own electric traps, and uses double locks everywhere. It's not the behavior of a man who left the army with all of his psyche entirely intact. Comic artist and animation director Kelly Turnbull took this premise and went wild with it, apparently. So, as War Crimes tells it, Serge and Giovanni were comrades in arms during the war. They both got their baggage about how disposable their lives were. Serge is now relatively poor and he's struggling to define himself beyond his post-traumatic stress disorder. Giovanni joined the army to fund his Pokemon League challenge, but after watching his Nidoking get ripped apart in front of him, he grew angry towards the war machine. War Crimes doesn't spend any time wondering whether or not the war was justified or whether or not their losses were notable sacrifices. It's more interested in how economic violence can cause even more suffering in the world. See, it wasn't just Giovanni's ambition that created Team Rocket here. It was the money-hungry Pokemon League, which is more concerned about profit than helping children rise above their station. The comic explains that the Cerulean Gym secured the designation of being water specialists from its league by relying on underage girls to sway officials. 
all wildly more deserving, Vermilion City, which actually has a coastline, went overlooked. Hence, Serge does not become a gym leader because of his leadership abilities or military strength. It was a new life, loaned to him by the boss of Team Rocket. War Crimes isn't just showing us a queerer side of reading the Game Boy games, but one viewed through an anti-capitalist lens. Now, before you ask, yes, the two veterans are ambitiously gay. Good news for those who think subtext is for cowards, but they have sexual contact with one another, though they call each other friends throughout the comic. I like that a lot, actually. Their relationship in the comic feels comfortable, intimate, and familiar, even when they don't directly address it or what it is. The army officer and the leader of Team Rocket don't need to adhere to pregnancy, but it could be self-protective masculinity, too. Uh, now, these two have been basically emasquerated by the war machine, and they think that they have no more blood to give, nothing left to be ashamed of, so to speak. But the scary thing about the modern world is that it always finds a way. There's one line that sticks in my brain several days after reading this. It goes by, what happened to us? Serge asks after a nightmare caused him to punch Giovanni in his sleep. But the mob boss doesn't get angry, doesn't punch him back, or, or doesn't even push him away. He just says, other people. He replied, even if those men have wonderful chemistry with each other, even if they work towards being vulnerable, the world can be a terrible place that makes love and loving hard. Even as it remains the only thing that can save them, this is not the same Pokemon world that I know, but it compels me to imagine the implications of Kanto having a military-industrial complex that funnels poor men like Giovanni into institutions that try to kill them. Now, it's never too late to start reading comics about old gay men, <laughs> but the comic is worth sampling if you're interested in alternate interpretations of Pokemon history. Now, Turnbull plans to post one page free for free every day. Uh, if you can wait for the entire thing, you can also purchase, purchase it on etch.io for a dollar. That's I-T-C-H dot I-O for literally one dollar. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I've, I've read a few pages of this. It's... Holy crap. <laughs> it's a very, very interesting comic. Um, by all means, give it a look. Give it a read. I mean, it's it's very, very cool. Um, and on that note, I say have a good day. And I will see you again next week. Also, stay tuned tonight, 8pm Eastern Standard Time, for a new episode of Pokey Cave After Dark. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.